Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 immediately. That's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a live copyrighted presentation. And you are listening now to Radio Law Talk with your host, Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. And now on RadioLawTalk.com and on many local radio stations across many great cities in the United States, here is Radio Law Talk. Thank you very much, Cal, and thank you for tuning in, everyone, to the final hour of Radio Law Talk on this day before we break for a week and come back next Saturday. I'm Todd Kunin to the right, Denise Dirks. Fred Penny is on assignment. This is normally hosted by Frederick Penny, our fearless leader who has decided that on this particular day in history he would be gone from the premises, leaving the hosting duties to fall in the lap of yours truly, Todd Cunin, which may have been a mistake of epic proportions. Or not. We'll see. Potentially a tragic <laughs> error. Potentially a tragic error, yes. I, li- I like that, Cal. That's a, I mean, that, that sounds Thank like you. that sounds like a very uh, something you'd hear in a negligence lawsuit. Right. Yeah. Potentially <laughs> tragic error. <laughs> I don't know what the damages would be. I, I know that Denise is filing a lawsuit for damages against me for the assault on her ears from all of my bad puns. Except I, I. I have my ace in the hole, my defense, my trump card that I will get from the audio when Denise made the comment about just say no to crack and the context in which it was stated. That is my defense. (laughs) Yes, we do not condone drug use here on uh, Radio Law Talk. Just the opposite. Yes. (laughs) We decry it. Yes, we do. We do, even though we joke. Again, Radio Law Talk, everything that we say here is not to be construed as legal advice. If you have a legal issue, please consult your own attorney and make sure that you get advice specific to you and your specific issue. Uh, Got a lot still to talk about here in this final hour. We're going to pivot a little bit to some things uh, coronavirus related in the sense that there are some lawsuits that people have filed as a result of measures that some institutions have taken to continue to conduct business during the pandemic. We're also going to review a little bit about uh, 
what some have called a bombshell, and maybe we'll see whether or not it really qualifies as a bombshell. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But related to the investigation and the plea deal related to Michael Flynn, the former, was it, National Security Advisor, right. uh, National Security Advisor in the Trump administration for a whopping, what was it, uh, a week, two weeks? He wasn't there very long. And uh, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. Based on the way it turned out, too long. Yes. And I was just giving you an explosion here, just to, you know, in case you're wondering what I was I, I like that. I, you know, that is, that is. I tried. That is unique. That and is And he gave me that look again. No, Callie, you're a little late. No, I'm teasing. No, I'm no, teasing. no. It, it, it sounds like thunder. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not a really good explosion. Sometimes my sound effects, sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're this. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Come on. <laughs> hey, Cal. Cal, I, I, I support you and your sound effects. Thank you. Yes, I, I, so it's, it's the least. I, never let it be said that Todd Cunin didn't do the least he could do. <laughs> <laughs> because that's something, in fact, I specialize exactly, in. Yes, I exactly, exactly. So we've got a couple of those things. Uh, let's see, there's another lawsuit about banks hit with a lawsuit over paycheck protection plans. And uh, what do we got here? The high court, the U.S. Supreme Court, they're still working despite everything that's going on. They're letting stand a decision that we'll talk about. Uh, oh, another COVID-related a release from Rikers and what happened after that happened. So a lot to talk about, but round three on this lovely day of Radio Law Talk is upon us. Cal, take it away. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. And this is a double point Case or No Case. You get it right, four points. You get it wrong, minus two. Plus or minus, either win or lose on this one. Jessica Douglas had a baby girl, Jamie, April 22nd, 1998. The baby and she and her boyfriend, Scott, all moved in together. He was the baby's daddy. They all lived together in Michigan off and on for several months, but the relationship took a turn, and Mr. D D Douglas, uh, Jessica Douglas, and the little baby, Jamie, moved out. Mr. Moore, the daddy, no longer supported them financially, but he still was Jamie's daddy and acted as such. Just right after he received the paternity test results, he was carrying a ladder at work, and a gust of wind caught the aluminum ladder, causing it to go into an electrical line, and he was electrocuted and died just a few days later. It's a sad story. Now, right afterward, Jessica wanted her baby girl to get paid. She went and filed for death benefits from through the employer, uh, the painting company, a painting company, through their insurance. But things were not going so well, she said. I wonder if she have. I wonder if I have a case. She thought. I wonder should I get a lawyer, uh, and that's what she wondered. And so, Todd, I'm going to wonder the same thing aloud with you. Uh, case or no case? So my question is: You said this. The accident happened shortly after the paternity test. Did the paternity test prove that biologically he was in very deed the baby's father? Yes, he he questioned that, but yes, he moved out. They argued. He said, I don't want a paternity test run. And so they got a paternity test. However, he was not supporting the child. He was not supporting the child. In terms of economically. Okay. She said, I don't care if he's paying me money. I want the disability or death insurance benefit to be go to go to my daughter. That's what the mother basically said. So the, so the mother filed a lawsuit essentially on behalf of the daughter so that the daughter could recoup. Right. I didn't say she filed a lawsuit. Or I said the, she wondered out loud she if wondered she had out a case. Loud if she, she, as she had a case. Okay. Right. So... I will say, and I'm basing this solely upon things I have learned at Radio Law Talk. You remember the Nick Sandman case, the case of the uh, 
the guy beating the drum and the Indian Native American guy and all that kind of stuff. Well, the thing that we learned from that that was set prominently in my mind is that minors have to have an adult sue on their behalf. And so I would say that the at first blush, she is suing on behalf of her daughter, if she did, that it would be brought on behalf of the daughter because obviously the infant daughter can't sue herself on or can't sue on her own behalf, so that you have to have an adult do that. And because she is biologically the daughter of this guy, I'm going to say that she is entitled to a benefit. The fact that they had the paternity test and that he knew about it uh, entitles him entitles her to, they can use that as proof that, yes, the daughter is the biological daughter of him. And the fact that he was not financially supporting her, I think, is different from the issue about whether or not he should have been financially supporting her through child support and, you know, whether or not she would have had a claim. Now, if he died and didn't have a will or anything like that, I would say that the benefit should go to the child unless he didn't name her as a beneficiary. I'm still going to say that the she consults, there's a lawsuit, and that the ultimately they're able to recover on behalf of the child. What the heck? Go big or go home. Sure. That's where I'm headed. Very wise thinking. In case Dirk, the kid wins. Ms. Dirks, what say you? Um, well, I think that I need to know what state this was in. Michigan. That helps. Michigan, yes. And then was Scott working at the time? Yes. He was employed by a painting contractor, carrying the aluminum ladder around. And, and from lived in Michigan, this is not improbable. A gust of wind coming off the Great Lakes hits that ladder while he's extending it, hits the, uh, hits the overhead, you know, the electrical lines, and he is knocked to the ground. It's a very bad situation. But that's and, a, a worker's kind of a claim. Well, that's what she's saying under disability, uh, the, uh, the, the painting company's workman's comp, she wants a settlement of some sort for her child. That was her. Yes, and I don't think that's possible. No? Um, <clears throat> wrongful death, well, the wind caused it, so there's no, you know, no malfeasance by any person or any company. Um, I am going to, and it doesn't matter, if it was California, it wouldn't matter whether or not he was a father, by the way. He mm. held himself out for a right. period of time. Right. Um, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to say that it is no case. Okay, remember, if Chicken! you're wrong, if you're wrong, you lose, too. So, <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, we'll be back with the answer to this somewhat convoluted case or no case in just a minute, right here on Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. 
and they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at PennyAndAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Get my car washed, make it quick, quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the Quick Quack Car Wash. It's the Quick Quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch 100 feet of cloth washing your car at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, Quick Quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Get on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dog. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Are you serious? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or in this case, Todd Kunin. Fred's on assignment. And we are in the middle of our last case or no case of the day. 
Guy, uh, let's see, he's proven to, from a paternity test, to be the father of a child, lived with the child for a little bit, then he and the baby mama had a falling out. She moved out, and then he was unfortunately killed on the work site, and the baby mama wants to get uh, benefits, the benefits that would normally be paid out or that she thinks would normally be paid out upon a wrongful death or something like that, those to go to her daughter. And have I said that essentially pretty close, Cal? Yeah, I think I think the question that everyone was trying to figure out is if she were to go after someone, whom should she go after to try to recover something for her daughter? And she went after the workers' compensation case. So the answer is yes, it is in fact a case. Okay, so we got that. Okay, Denise, okay. you said it wasn't a case, right? I said it wasn't a case, and I because I, I don't know. So I, I thought mi- you can't go after workers' comp because that's unique to the person. I did not know. This is a twisty, turny conclusion. So I'm going to give you this. So uh, a workers' compensation board magistrate ruled that Jamie, the baby, was eligible for benefits because the law says a child under the age of 16, whether legitimate or illegitimate whether living with the deceased employee or not, shall be conclusively presumed to be wholly dependent for support. So she wanted to get this weekly support for her child, and the, the law favored her at that point, that ruling. But then the painting company appealed to the Workers' Compensation Appellate Commission. And in 2003, by the way, that first judge awarded the child $252.33 a week for 500 weeks. Okay, so then got it. The next guy, the next, the appeal board reversed the magistrate's ruling, saying this: We conclude that the decedent Scott Moore did not desert his daughter Jamie Douglas, and as a result, Jamie was not a conclusive dependent. She was therefore not eligible for dependence. Interestingly, had Moore deserted the family, she would have gotten the benefits, but since he didn't, according to this ruling, she didn't get them. And Douglas's attorney said. This is unbelievable. He said if he did desert if he did the wrong thing, the daughter would get the weekly benefit since he did not do the wrong thing, didn't technically desert the family, no benefits were paid. So there was no winner, only the lawyers in this case. And that, wow. ladies and gentlemen, is it's an odd conclusion. And thanks to Reader's Digest, by the way, for that. I try to credit them when I have a creditable source. And that's case or no case. Yes. I have a question. Hit it. Maybe I can, um, maybe I can answer. Since Todd said she won, so he didn't get it all right. He gets he gets only gets one point taken off, so he's only at minus one. Wait a second. No, no, I, no. no, no. I got he it, got I got a it. case. I got it right because it was a case. I said right. it was a so case. So he got one point for that. Okay. I thought it was four points. It was t- Okay, so you're going to get plus two, two then, Todd. You got yeah. plus two. Okay, two that points. was my question. Yeah, thank you. And then I got it wrong, so I get minus two. And That's you know what correct. that means? That means that you went. Uh, you're still We're tied. At, yeah, you're still at 30. We are yeah. tied. Wow. We are Isn't tied. Great? Yay! All well, right. Better get your better get your diners. Remember the old diners club card. Better get your diners club warmed up. <laughs> oh yeah, just We're gonna to, have to do some. Please, arm wrestling. Please tell me you're talking about arm wrestling there. Because <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you win. Uh, go ahead. It's yours, Denise. You you can have the meal. Uh, okay. Well, she's serious. She wants to win. This. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's, I love it. Girls got to eat. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we're coming off the rails here in hour number three. You know, with the coronavirus 
We've covered a couple of things that have happened in the past. One of those has been the release of prisoners, the release of people from places of incarceration out of fears that if they stayed in what has often been described as the Petri dish, uh, highly infectious uh, circumstance or environment of the uh, prison or incarceration facility, that warranted the release of some people. And a big issue was here in New York, or not here, but there in New York, where uh, it was the understanding of the law enforcement community that people that were released were going to be the low-level offenders, you know, petty theft, all those kind of things. And then, come to find out, uh, the folks that were being released uh, with agreement from the district attorney were some high-level offenders, and and there were concerns about that act, the activity of those individuals if released. And some of those concerns have allegedly come to fruition. Recently, uh, in this week, I believe it was last Saturday, a Brooklyn man was arrested for sexually assaulting a woman. He had, and this occurred 10 days after his release from Rikers Island, and apparently he was at Rikers Island because of a separate rape charge. So he was one of those that was arguably in the category of folks that should not have been released, as argued by law enforcement, that if they were, they would pose a problem. He was released anyway, and he was arrested on allegations that the problem he posed actually occurred. So what is New York's responsibility for this? Are they going to have liability to this woman who was um, sexually offended, offended, sexually assaulted, I should say, um, by this prisoner who was released. You know, I, that is a pick'em. And, and the reason why I say that is, as we've heard from Fred on several times, when you talk about civil actions that occur against governmental entities, there are additional hoops that you have to jump through, such as lawsuits being filed within a certain period of time. And then you have to deal with sometimes law enforcement officers or those that uh, engage in these uh, oh, what am I looking for? Functions to oversee the incarcerated. Doing have, their duty. Yeah, exactly. They have a certain amount of immunity in their job. They have to because if you didn't, nobody would ever go into public service for crying out loud for fear that you'd lose your shirt. And so there's got to be a balance. I don't know how it plays out in New York. This much I can say, though, I do expect that, that uh, this person and others representing her legally the victim will certainly kick the tires on that to see what can be done. I just don't know how it'll turn out. We're at the bottom of the hour. 30 minutes left. Cal, take us to the break. All right. Thank you for listening to us right here on Radio Law Talk. And we remind you there's more coming up on your favorite radio station or on RadioLawTalk.com whenever and wherever you listen. We thank you and invite you to stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800 814 5108. Hi, my Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. You know, that sound bite that we play at the bottom of the third hour with that deep bass, every time I hear it, I just I feel like I need to get up and drop a move or something like that, and then I remember that I have no skill in that area <laughs> and, and would, you know, would probably throw my back out again if I tried. Uh, you know, we were talking about people that were released from uh, Rikers, from Rikers, and we talked about the sexual assault case, but there was another one? Yeah, there was a murder. <laughs> a murderer, and these are supposed to be nonviolent offenders non-violent being released, offender, by the way, yeah, but um, it, it was a murderer, yeah. he was in there for murder, and he got out and he robbed a bank. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, which could have been a murder all over again. Well, I I have to tell you that I think the frustrating thing to a pure layman, and this is all I am, I don't know anything about any of this, is that someone has to say to someone somewhere, you know, folks who work in the government and make these policies, you work for us and we expect you to do a better job at this stuff. We have to hold you accountable someplace. Sometimes it's at the ballot box. Sometimes it's not. These are appointed people. How do we hold people accountable in a representative form of government when they do this kind of foolish stuff like letting these people out? And that's a great question. And this bank suit, now all the big banks that are doing processing this um, uh, uh, Paycheck Protection Program loans, um, which will become grants if the, if the money is used correctly, that's another 
situation where yep. be careful what the government does because what they did was they authorized these banks to get processing fees based on the size of the loans. And then they also had to compensate the banks and have to compensate their agents a certain percentage. Um, and the lending agencies are alleged now to have refused to pay up like they're supposed to. But what happened is it resulted in the banks pushing the big, huge companies that would get huge million-dollar or multi-million-dollar loans. Because what's because the bank there to do? The, Make money. That's right. right, right that's right. right. And so the allegations is they're not sharing that wealth to the agents, um, which could be attorneys, accountants, brokers, consultants, you know, other lending agents, if you will. Right. And they're not getting paid like they're supposed to be paid. So this one I'm going to follow. I'm, I'm interested to find out what is going to happen because the SBA regulations was specifically uh, was meant to facilitate small businesses. So, so when you say this one we're going to follow, there, there was actually a lawsuit yes. filed against the country's largest banks, right? Citibank, U.S. Bank, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wells Fargo is being sued I'm, again? I'm stunned by this. Oh, my gosh. Didn't they open a bunch of phantom accounts? But so but, is PayPal. But not for small yeah. businesses. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Well, come Open on. them up for anybody but a small business, come apparently. Come on, yes. Well, you know, Cal, to, to your question about, you know, who is held accountable, what do you do in a representative form of government? Well, the way it's supposed to work is... If you don't like the solutions that your representatives are coming up with, you vote for new representatives. You, you get that. The, well, the, the issue here is— Well, there's another way. Oh, oh well, how's that? Impeachment proceedings are utilized not just for president, but they can be utilized for any kind of a representation. Even, even um, a judge, it can be utilized against the head of the SBA, perhaps. Well, so impeachment it, proceedings can also be used. Impeachment—well, so impeachment or recall— because they're not always the same thing. For example, in impeachment, in an, in an impeachment proceeding, you have to prove wrongdoing and then vote to remove somebody. And it's usually the legislative body is voting to remove right. a person. We, we saw the case with the Stanford swimmer a couple right. of years ago. Judges, we know, can be impeached. Right. Yes. Right. And, and right. the judge gave the individual, they gave the, the, the kid who sexually assaulted the female a, a very light sentence, six months. And he wasn't impeached. He wasn't voted out of office. He was, re, you know, by a standard election, right. he was subject to a recall vote where the citizens went in and the specific issue is, should this person be removed? And and it's not that he was running against somebody else and who do we want to occupy the office? The issue was, should they be removed? And that's a recall vote that can happen. And so, so yeah, you know... I, I'm going to get on my soapbox here, but one of the frustrations that I have, look, in the United States, the document that keeps us and makes us who we are is the United States Constitution. Correct. I did not learn really about the Constitution of the United States until I was in law school. It wasn't taught in my elementary schools. It wasn't taught in my high school. It was briefly taught in the college that I went to. But I would think, you know, if you're going to teach kids, I tell my kids this, uh, when you're in high school, you should take a wood shop class, you should take a, a metalworking class or an auto class so that you know how to fix your own car and fix your own house. And you should probably, home ec, I'm all about that. It'd be great if you knew how to do your own laundry and sew your own and socks. Sew your yeah. own socks. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. my 14-year-old son washes his own socks. And it would be great also if they knew about civics, you know. 
What, what is this system we have? More than what you learn on Schoolhouse Rocks on Saturday morning, right? But the question is, whom do we trust to properly instruct this? Because obviously it's being missed on some people. It, it is, and it would be great if, honestly, it would be great if you could teach it and then let the kids debate. Let folks debate about what it means, because guess what? When you talk about when you talk about who would it be best to teach this so that they understand the Constitution correctly, well, we got a Supreme Court that hears some of the brightest minds in the country arguing on different sides of an issue about what a specific constitutional provision means. Right. Well, if they're going to, well, then let the kids debate about it too. I think, right. I think it was eighth grade in California where they either used to or or taught you know the Constitution, but candidly. How much of that knowledge do you retain from eighth grade even through high school, right? Exactly. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an example. So the accused, the accused has the right under the U.S. Supreme Court decision under Brady versus Maryland. The accused has the right to any exculpatory information, exculpatory meaning anything that would tend to show they were not guilty or would tend to lead to information that would show that they are not guilty, they have the right and the prosecution has the obligation to turn that over to the defense. Not just while the case is pending, but even after a case, after a plea, but prior to sentencing. No dramatic witnesses running up from the back of the courtroom. Exactly. They've got to have it all there. Right. Now, if right. you have heard anything this week about the Michael Flynn case, wow. this right. is the former national security advisor that was investigated by the FBI and claimed to have lied and entered a guilty plea, but has since said, well, I entered a guilty plea because they were leveraging prosecuting my son for something over my head. Information now, and this is three years, four years after the fact, information is now coming forth about things that the FBI knew, notes they took, that the Flynn defense is saying this all needed to be turned over because it's either exculpatory or leads to exculpatory information. It's either tends to show he's not guilty or would lead to a decision that he was not guilty, and it was never turned over and only released this week and and is the basis for him uh, Michael Flynn saying hey you know I I, I I should maybe be able to withdraw my guilty plea this case maybe uh, maybe it should be tossed but that was a stunning development Todd don't you think I mean uh, that so so well, this, this is this is no, what depends. Well, no not really yeah it, 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 it really depends perfect lawyer answer so this is what we're talking about <laughs> this week this week the notes of the FBI agents that interviewed Mr. Flynn. Now, the idea here is that Flynn had violated, allegedly, the Logan Act, which uh, was passed in 1799, for which only two people have ever been indicted, 1803 and 1852, and in my opinion, an act that largely became irrelevant with the invention of the telephone. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it's an act that is supposed to protect against somebody acting on behalf of the United States or purporting to act uh, unbeknownst to the United States is possibly a foreign actor, and it was much easier to monitor people once telephones were able to allow somebody in France to call the United States to say, hey, does this guy really talk on behalf of you? Well, it was revived and used as the basis for prosecution against Michael Flynn, and he pled guilty to it. He would have been the third person indicted in 200 years of the existence of the law. He pled guilty to perjury. Uh, but it was the basis of right. of this, mm -hmm. and 
in his statements to law enforcement that they claimed he had lied. And this week it was released, the notes of the FBI agent, where apparently they said, among other things, that the purpose behind the meeting, going into it, either get him to admit what he did or get him to lie, either way, to get him fired from his job. Yeah, that... That's part of it yes. that I think is inappropriate to try to get him fired. That's the We're, stunning thing. To we make. are yeah. coming up on the break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about this, get to a couple other topics, and then quick takes. Don't go away. You are listening to Radio Law Talk, and we couldn't be more thankful that you've made that choice. We're grateful to you, and remind you to stay tuned. The program's not quite done. There's more coming up. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more- Dish, 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 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, That's 800-814-51. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 hi my name is lily my mom and dad used to fight about money all the time Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. 
Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Is this real life? Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So we're talking about the Michael Flynn case and the what some have described as the bombshell revelations this week from that occurred in the notes from FBI agents that went to go meet him and what they had written about their goals were prior to going in. Now, the, the belief, the FBI, according to these notes, was of the belief that Flynn was in violation of the Logan Act. And that's based upon information that they had procured prior to their meeting with him in, I believe, January of 2000, no, February 2017, shortly after uh, President Trump took office after the inauguration on the 20th, 21st of January, 2017. And they went in to speak with him, and the notes that were released said, they said, um, get him to admit or get him to lie, being denied. And then they had the last thing in there, either way, to get him fired from uh, or Let's see, get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. And it's that last part about getting him fired that is concerning. It's also concerning that an FBI agent is talking about so that we can prosecute. And I say this because technically they, the FBI does not make the decision about prosecution. If you go back to the Hillary Clinton email issue, the big problem that people had with Comey giving a press conference display explaining why they weren't going to prosecute Hillary Clinton is because you're the FBI. The decision to prosecute needs to be made by the DOJ. They're the lawyer enforcement. They're the prosecutorial function. You are the investigation function. It's the word investigations in the name of your agency for crying out loud. And you don't loud. talk about ongoing investigations. Hello. That's right. That's it's, just the way it is, right? It's, so it's, in this particular yes. case, um, they said, we're going to try to get him to admit to this uh, violation of this very archaic act, right? Yes. They haven't prosecuted under that for absolutely since decades, 18, years, centuries. Centuries. 
but just they were using that because I know that he technically violated that. He was in the transition team. He talked, you know, he talked as if he was, you know, um, part of the government or acting on the government with this uh, Russian person. Okay, that happened. There's no doubt that that happened. They knew that going in. But did they really plan to get this investigation to the D- Department of Justice so they could prosecute under that Logan Act? That's the question because the question is, was that just used as a pretext to get him fired? I mean, that it, it, that's what it looks like. Exactly. And a lot of things come about, about the motivations of FBI agents and the bias and what they're trying to do. If If the investigation is just what are the facts? I'm just going to procure the facts and then pass it along to somebody else that's going to make the prosecutorial decision. I mean, that's one thing, but getting somebody fired isn't even a prosecutorial function. Exactly. And so that's where this really blows up. Look, and, and I want to preface this by saying I'm a criminal defense attorney. So if there is a person out there that would be standing on top of the table, jumping up and down, saying the cops did something wrong and they shouldn't be doing this, I mean, it's going to be me. I do that for my clients. I, I'm, I'm focused on defense, right? I used to be a prosecutor, but I'm focused on defense. But even with that, I look at a law enforcement officer's actions. If a law enforcement officer goes into an interview and they already believe that they have enough evidence to convict somebody, and really what they're doing is they're just trying to, it's great if you can get a confession or admission, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's nothing wrong with that. And if you go in with the idea of either I'm going to go in and get them to admit, which is what I want to do, or get them to perjure themselves if they deny and it's different with the FBI. If, if your local law enforcement officer goes and talks to you because you're in jail and you deny doing a crime, that's not perjury, right? That is not a perjury charge. But when the FBI is investigating governmental officials not being truthful with the FBI in that context because of the agency that they are and the person they're interviewing can get a perjury charge. That can happen. It's very specific to that scenario. So I don't have any problem with the statements there if they honestly believe that they already had enough evidence to convict them of the Logan Act violation, which is now coming out to be maybe dubious as to whether or not they did or didn't. But if they honestly believe that, the first two lines of that sentence, I don't have a problem with. But it's the last part where they were trying to get him fired or where they uh, were trying, to, you know, they wanted to prosecute him for perjury. But that's the thing. And, and here's the reason why it's Brady material, okay, which is evidence that should have been turned over that wasn't turned over because it tends to exonerate Flynn. Because one of the things that you look at when impeaching a law enforcement officer are the motivations behind their actions and when those motivations can lead to unscrupulous acts. And that, in my opinion, needed to be turned over to the Flynn team so that the motivations of the FBI could have been viewed to enable the Flynn team to mount and prepare an adequate defense, and they weren't given it to them. That's going to be the argument they're making for seeking a dismissal of the case that Brady was violated. And uh, Cal, you had asked last hour about, you know, what do you do when the government violates something, right? And and deliberately in this case, apparently. Okay, so 
couple of things. If the law, if they violate your Fourth Amendment right, you know, you're, you're seized without a warrant, something like that happens, the sanction typically applies to the case. Any evidence that was procured as a result of that violation is tossed. It's called fruit of the poisonous tree. And, and most prosecutors and law enforcement officers have immunity to a certain extent in the performance of their functions, except when it comes to Brady. When it comes to violations of Brady and not turning over the exculpatory material, that's when you can face personal liability. I draw your attention to the Duke lacrosse team. Mike Nifong, the DA, believed the escort or the dancer at the party, even though he had DNA evidence that didn't match anybody at the party and matched other people. He didn't turn it over. It was a Brady violation. He lost his job, lost his bar card, was sued individually by the families of the boys that he had prosecuted. That's where you can get into trouble is when you start playing around with Brady. And that's an issue here because as it stands here, it's implicating a lot of people who may have already been or felt that they had been exonerated based upon their actions. McCabe, Comey, all the way up the chain. I mean, anything that calls a supposedly objective law enforcement officer's integrity into question, which is really, I think, what this comes down to, is the most disconcerting out of all of this. Just like when people got all upset about this this steamy affair going on between two FBI agents where they said the, you know, in the text that they had an insurance policy. Yes. I mean, how, how does that come off as objective? It doesn't. It can't. It's obviously a problem on some level somewhere. You've got two issues there. One was their actual wrongdoing. And then second, if you ultimately decide there wasn't, you still have to deal with the optic of the appearance right. of wrongdoing. Precisely. Yes. And, and I, for the life of me, I don't know why you'd walk even close to that. I don't even know why you would walk close to that. Why you would jeopardize your case by doing that. As prosecutor, as a prosecutor, always bugged me when, when I'd see a, a law enforcement officer or a younger DA think that they really got over in one and pulled a fast one or, or, or skated by because my thought was, well, good luck on appeal. I mean, the thing that I want is the integrity of the conviction. But now we have another segment coming up. Cal, what is it? It's okay, It's Quick Takes, where we learn your quick takes on some of the things we have discussed on Radio Law Talk today. And with your permission, Denise, I'll bet you have a quick take for us that you'd like to share. Do you have one for us? I do. Um, I, I asked this question. Why base processing fees on the amount of the uh, loan? Naturally, big banks are going to process the larger loans first, and they will skip the small businesses. Yeah. And you know, all together. So the processing fees should be per loan, not based on the amount of the loan. Duh. Ah, gotcha. Okay, Mr. Kunin, have you a quick take for us, my friend? Yes, I do. If you're innocent, why wouldn't you talk to the police? That's commonly said. It's because the right to remain silent is meant to protect the innocent. And you should exercise it. And we are going to exercise our right to go silence, radio silence, for one more week. We'll see you next time right here on Radio Law Talk with Todd Kunin, Denise Dirks, and Frederick Penny. We hope you can join us then. Until then, thank you for listening, and so long, everyone.
You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. And $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381.